It is Thursday, September the 14th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin this day unto Jesus in a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, How to Be a Barnabas. And our text is Acts chapter 5, verses 27 to 32. Hear now the word of the Lord. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. There's a loose thread we need to pull today. It comes from Acts chapter 4. You know the Holy Spirit is the author of all Scripture and the master narrator of the big story. The Spirit is weaving a master tapestry. Nothing is left out, and nothing is left behind. Sometimes on the wake-up call, we may seem to pass over a passage and leave it behind because the train of the text just keeps rolling. Today is one of those moments. Here's the text from back in chapter 4. Joseph a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. His name was Joseph. The apostles had another name for him, Barnabas. It means son of encouragement. Now let's pull the thread. Behold this extraordinary showdown between the Sanhedrin, the men with all of the institutional and positional power. 
and the ordinary, unschooled, Holy Spirit-filled apostles of Jesus. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. Now, watch Peter's response. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. This is not a picture of defiance or insurrection against authority. It is a stunning portrait of courage. This is not rebellion. It is obedience. It takes extraordinary courage to obey God in these kinds of situations where the people opposing you appear to be the good guys. They are standing in the positions of authority, and yet they have reduced godly authority into the mechanisms of human control. Obedience is costly in the face of, quote, good men and women who are willing to compromise their faith in the face of institutional interests. Where does this kind of courage come from? Peter makes it so clear. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Courage comes from the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't just come through the air. It comes from the likes of the tribe of Barnabas, the son of encouragement. Encouragement is the currency of the kingdom of Jesus. And the bank of the Holy Spirit is full of courage. It takes people, though, witnesses, we call them, to write the checks. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. I wrote one of my all-time favorite wake-up call series a year or so ago on encouragement. It was built on the rock of Hebrews 3.13. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Here's my working definition of encouragement from the series. To encourage, in the biblical sense of the term, is to stand in the stead and agency of Jesus, participating in the work of the Holy Spirit to minister grace to human beings at the level of their inner person, communicating, conveying, and imparting life, love, generosity, comfort, consolation, joy, peace, hope, faith, and other dispensations and manifestations of the kingdom of heaven as the moment invites or requires. Sometimes it means picking up the phone and making a call. 
Sometimes it means selling a field and laying the money at the apostles' feet. Let the Spirit who gives courage encourage you in this most essential work of encouragement. It is not a gift for the few. It is the calling of the many. It's how Jesus wins the battle through the church he is building to grow the kingdom he is sowing. That's how to be a Barnabas. The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive your encouragement and release my timidity. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, Amen. And the question, who are you encouraging these days? And how are you doing it? Who's encouraging you and how are they doing it? Ask the Spirit to give you an assignment. Be ready to fulfill it. In doing so, your Spirit-empowered obedience to the Spirit will play a key role in their obedience to the Spirit, in being a witness to Jesus. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing a rousing hymn of great praise. It's number two in our hymnal, our, our great Redeemer's praise. It's called, Holy God, We Praise Thy Name. And we're going to sing all four verses. Number two, Holy God, we praise thy name. Holy God, we praise thy name. Lord of all, we bow before thee. All on earth thy scepter claim. All in heaven above adore thee infinite thy vast domain everlasting is thy reign hark the loud celestial hymn angel choirs above are raising cherubim and seraphim in unceasing chorus praising Fill the heavens with set sweet accord. 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, lo, the apostolic train, join thy sacred name to hallow, prophets swell the glad refrain, and the white-robed martyrs follow, and from morn to set of sun, through the church the song goes on. Holy Father, Holy Son, Holy Spirit, three we name thee, while in essence only one. Undivided God, we claim thee, and adoring bend the knee, while we sing the mystery. Amen. Or maybe we should sing, Amen. (laughs) That one calls out for a song, Amen, I think. You know, the thing about a hymn like this and so many others is these hymns, if we'll sing into them, they give us a cosmic vision. They give us a biblical cosmology. You notice we we started singing, Hark the Loud Celestial Hymn, Angel Choirs Above Are Raising. We're looking at cherubim and seraphim. And then... The apostolic train and the prophets swell the glad refrain and the white-robed martyrs follow. I mean, this is a vision that we're getting here. And that's what the Bible is trying to do. It's trying to wake us up and tell us to open our eyes and see this vision that right now gathered around the throne of God are multitudes, throngs, and they're singing and shouting, Holy, holy, holy Lord. They're singing the God who is, who was, and is to come. We get so earthbound. And the heavens are are, are, are are we're blinded to them, and yet they're right upon us. And a hymn like this is designing to wake us up and draw us into what's happening in, in the unseen realm. It's remarkable. I hope that encourages you today, because you need encouragement. I need encouragement. And the Holy Spirit is right here, ready to well up in us, if we'll just step out on faith and begin to encourage someone else. Encouragement's courage is in short supply in our time. So I just say, offer yourself to the Lord. Ask Him for an assignment. Just say, who do you want me to encourage today? And then just kind of be still for a minute and trust that who comes to your mind is who the Lord is leading you to. And then Just go for it. This is not some special gift reserved for, you know, a few special people. This is the calling of the church. 
This is how the kingdom moves. Encouragement. Encourage one another and build each other up. Encourage one another daily, it says, as long as it is called today, so that you will not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. i got to stop or I'm going to go into my book. I'd love for you all to get that book. Uh, One of my favorite ones, I know I say that about all my kids, (laughs) but... But the book is called Encourage One Another Daily as Long as It is Called Today. I love it when I can just title a book with an actual scripture text. Well, we got a P.S. today. We need courage. And first, I want to thank so many of you who've encouraged us in this mission called Seedbed. And I want to encourage all of you that we need your encouragement. At Seedbed, we, and that means you and us, are undertaking something way beyond us. We are sowing for a great awakening. This is not a sentimental phrase. It is a powerful calling from Jesus Christ, the Lord of the church. And I need not convince you it is the desperate need of our time. We are entering into the harvest season of the year. That's what we call it. I mean, that is the the season of the year we're in. But at Seabed, we call this fall season the harvest season. We don't ask a lot, as infrequently, but when we do, we ask for a lot. The harvest season is that time for us to ask. We're asking Jesus, though. Understand that. We are asking Jesus. And we're inviting you to ask Jesus how he might deploy your financial resources to build up this sowing mission. There's a link in today's email that you can go and click on and and join the seed team. It says, Encouragement Opportunity Here. You'll hear more as the fall winds on. We'll come to Giving Tuesday late in the year, and then we'll head toward the end of the year, um, and we'll say more about how this works. But thanks for being the kind of people I could ask. We'll just put a pin in it right there for today. Gang, get your seeds together. I got mine. We're getting ready for new room. I'll say more about that tomorrow. It's next week. A lot of you are coming, and all of you are going to be praying. I'll be looking for you on the field. I'll be out there encouraging and hopefully encouraging you and you me. And let's look for everybody along the way who's in need of it. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.